Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have any questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Home again, a 2.30 kick against Brett Bielema and the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Last check, Iowa a three-point favorite. And my guest today covers the Illini for the Champagne News Gazette and IlliniHQ.com. It's Bob Asmussen. Bob, thank you for the time. How are you, Andrew? Uh, before we get to the specifics of this week's game, after a, a pretty good season last year, Illinois has had a bit of an up-and-down year this year, 5-5, five and five, but two wins in a row now, still in the thick of the Big Ten race. How has this season felt overall? Well, disappointment. No question about that. I thought they'd go... You know, maybe maybe eight and four, nine and three. I really did. I thought they had everything set in place. That obviously a new quarterback, but they had a lot of good things in place. Defensively, they looked good, especially up front. So it's it's definitely a disappointment for the team for the program. That to their credit, they haven't let that kill them completely. They're still hanging in there. Still have a chance for a bowl. That's that's important. But I think I think if you ask most most people over there, they are satisfied with five for five. They would be definitely a no. Year three under Brett Bielema, does it feel like the program has taken on his identity or, or at least the identity he's hoping that it will have moving forward? No, I think it has 100%. I think, they all, first of all, he's very uh, detail-oriented, and I think all the guys have become, become that. So that's important. I think they're, uh, you know, they're, they have this motto, tough, smart, dependable. They talk about that all the time. So, yes, I think they're like little mirror images of him. So, yeah, they've definitely taken on. I think everybody, honestly, the coaches, the staff, the program, they kind of talk like him now. It's, it's funny. You have the little uh, Northern Illinois accent, you know, a little Western Illinois, wherever, you know, whatever, wherever Pakistan yeah. is. They're still not sure. I've never been there. But, uh, yeah, they all kind of they all kind of do what he does and say what he says. It's funny. Uh, there are a lot of questions about the quarterback. and. Without prompting, the other, the other day we were talking about some linemen. They came up and say, "Yeah, great to have Luke back." Well, you know, nobody asked him about Luke Altmaier and the quarterback, but it was funny because like they've been told clearly, make sure you mention Luke Altmaier. So it was so it's kind of a little head game stuff going on there. So it's it's clear they listened to him. Now, if you're them, if you're the players here, and they were pretty down when this guy got here, they look at him as a guy that made them better. So they, I think it makes sense that they bought in. But the way they bought in is really impressive, actually. Pretty pretty good sign for Bielema. They yeah, yeah. Come, come full bore and said, hey, we're with you. 
that's cool and and impressive and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure not unexpected from uh, from from Brett Bielema. Let's look at that Illinois offense, uh, which exploded for 48 points in the overtime win over Indiana behind quarterback John Paddock. Now, as you mentioned, Luke Altmaier appears to be healthy again. By all accounts, uh, they they expect him to be the starter. Is, is that what you expect Saturday afternoon? And do you expect to see both quarterbacks play at some point? I don't know what is going to happen. So I that's be, well, I'll be honest about that. If if it were me, if I was the coach making six point five million a year, which would be awesome, I would have Paddock be the quarterback because what quarterback in the history of football, not just not just college level, pro high school, ever threw for five hundred yards and did not start the next week? John Paddock will be the first person in the history of the game to have done that. So I think you got to start him. But they are saying that Almar's the guy, Almar's the quarterback. He's our guy. He can't lose your job because you got hurt, blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure what I believe. I think he wants, he wants Iowa to think that that's the case. He, I think he really wants Iowa to prepare for both because that will waste time. And but I, 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 won't, I don't know what's going to happen. I won't be at all surprised if that starts. Not, a, well, not one bit surprised if that happens. We are getting word uh, today, Bob, that unofficially Iowa's all-world cornerback Cooper DeGene uh, was hurt in practice this week. He's not expected to play. That feels like something that could be capitalized on by Illinois' passing game, specifically Isaiah Williams, who has had another great season. So uh, t- tell me your thoughts on that initially, and then who else should we, we be watching on the Illini offense? Well, that's a huge deal if he can't play, because he's obviously an awesome player. And a wonderful player, going to win a lot of awards, being All American for sure. He's just so good, and I met him, I think, briefly. The big kind of thing, he's a great kid. So he's pretty, pretty sad that he can't play. Um, but that's a, a really good big advantage for Illinois. So yeah, I think. Well, the running back, running back situation is if everybody's healthy, is is a good thing. Caden Fagan, a freshman, true freshman from nearby, was having a great year. He couldn't play much last week. He got banged up. I think it's an arm, a shoulder, or something. So we're not sure what his status. But yeah, the Love came in. Basically, was going to play really part time Saturday. Ended up gaining the career career high yards. So he's now good to go. So I think he's got to watch. Obviously, the receivers beyond Isaiah Williams are all all real good. Again, they got some issues there. Pratt Bryant. He got banged up late in the game against uh, against Indiana, so we're not sure what his set is. Uh, Casey Washington, who has been around forever, is a terrific player. And they got a bunch of freshman guys that are uh, receivers that are doing a great job. So they they got guys, and they're getting better every day. And the, and the most important thing, obviously, beyond the paddock, his offensive line's playing better. So the last couple weeks, they got, they've kind of come on, fixed all their problems, so they're they're doing a good job now. Defensively, Illinois, not as strong as a year ago, but you always expect Bielema and no. teams to play well. Uh, what what players or position groups are the strength on, on that side of the ball? Well, Johnny Newton is the best best defense lineman. i got to word this correctly. So, Simeon Rice is the best player I've seen here at any position over the last 30 years. But Johnny Newton is the best interior lineman wow. that's been there for a long time. So, he's, he's an awesome player. Certainly, an All-American should be could see should be a unanimous All-American. Frankly, he should win or be close to the Lombardi Award. Uh, some of those awards, he should be in the hunt for all these things. 
he's having a great year. His numbers don't tell you that he has he was having a great year because he's getting double or triple team the whole game, but he's had an unreal year and going to be a probably you know top ten, top twenty draft pick in the fall in in April. So he's really a special player. And again, a, kind of a one of a kind thing. They had that last year. They had Devin Wood. This one was really the best corner I think that they've ever had. So I think this guy might be the best. And this is a good group of defensive tackles over the years here. But he might be the best in the ever had. So that's a pretty good deal. Watch him. Number four, 20, him and Paddock were, were, were the same number. Four and four. So it's like, watch four, watch for four, whatever <laughs> side of the ball. Oh, that, that, that makes it easy for us, Bob. I appreciate that. Iowa almost always has an edge on special teams. How, how does Illinois stack up there? It's okay. Uh, Kelly Griffin, a Dan, guy from Danville, Illinois, so half an hour away from there, he's been pretty good. He's had some, he missed an extra point against Indiana that kind of hurt them, but he's pretty good long, long field goal kicker. Um, doesn't handle the kickoffs anymore, so they got him working on just that. And uh, the return game, they got the new special teams coach. They're doing a lot better. So that part's, that part's become a pretty good deal. They had a character return last week for a touchdown. They got a call back. But they're, they're getting there. So they could be dangerous. I think they blocked a punt or two. They, uh, actually, Newton's great at blocking kicks. He's done it three, three times this year and more in his career. So he's really good at that. So they've, they've got a lot better special teams. But they're not anything like Iowa on special teams. There's no, I don't think there's a better punter in the country than, than uh, the guy over there. So I don't think. They're not that that level, but they're but they're they're better than they've been over the last couple of years. Well, we agree with you on on Tory Taylor. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, oh wow, unreal! <laughs> last season, Bob, that that was a bit of a slog of a game. Nine to six, Illinois, the final. That that's likely going to be the type of game we see from Iowa's standpoint again. Low scoring, mistake free. Take what the other team gives you. Is Illinois equipped to win another game like that? I think they are. I don't think they want that game necessarily. I think Brett Bielema likes low-scoring close games because it gives them a chance to win. But I think their better op- opportunity here is there's never going to be a track meet with Iowa's offense. I know that. But I think Illinois got to score some points. they got to they got to open up the offense. That's why, really, honestly, I think Paddock should play because they think in the passing game especially, he's a better option. Almer is a good player. He's going to be a good player over the next couple of years. But I think the way Paddock's playing now with 500 yards, seven last week. The connections he made with the receivers, he's just the obvious guy to play. So, But I think they want to get the ball down the field a little bit. And maybe that's the way to – because they're not going to run against Iowa, I don't think. Even with Reggie Love playing well, Lyon playing well, I think that's a that's a tough deal. So I think you got to throw the ball against Iowa to have a chance. And now the Cooper's not playing, makes that a lot easier. Yes, that does. guy would pick a ball or – do something crazy good. So yeah, I, I think that's a that's a, a good option for Illinois to consider. Yeah. So they'll yeah. be happy. I guarantee the coaches <laughs> they, they would never celebrate an injury. No. So they'll they won't be disappointed that that happened. No, and Bielema is the type of coach who can exploit a weakness like that, and you, and you know they're going to attack that side of the field uh, all day long Saturday afternoon. Speaking of Brett Bielema, he's got a history with a few teams in the Big Ten West, none closer than Iowa where he played and coached. Uh, he wasn't able to come here in 2021 due to COVID. This will be his first trip back to Kinnick Stadium in a while. Do you sense something extra from him and, and the team as they gear up to play Iowa this week? Oh, I don't think there's any question about that because I'm a modder. 
he talked he talked really lovingly about Iowa. That's kind of the, you know they gave him a chance to play, gave him a chance to coach. I clearly has strong feelings for that place, and he should. It's funny he mentioned the pizza place. I'm going to on Friday, so it's funny he he said, "Hey, Wigan fan." I'm like, yeah. "Okay, I'm going there anyway." I was already going there, but it's like, "Oh, thanks, coach." <laughs> we reconfirmed. He says, "I know the I know the owner. Of course he does." So it's like, okay, he, he clearly loved it there. And I'm not, I'll be honest, my son went to school there, so I've got a great feeling for Iowa City too. So I I always like going there anyway. But the fact that he felt that strongly about that place makes it kind of different for them. And certainly. These players know. They they know they they know that Brad Bielema went to Iowa. They know that for sure. It's bigger thing. You know, people people keep talking about this. Illinois has not won there since nineteen ninety nine. So there's one player in the current Illinois team that was alive then, ninety nine, that punter. But wow. that's it. So nobody else was alive. So they that's twenty four years. I was at that game of course, and it's it's a it's a deal. And now they don't play every year, of course, and they won't going forward. But I think Bielema wants to not have that hanging over his head. He doesn't want to talk about it every time they go there. They, in the long, I think, 20-year streak last year in Wisconsin, so I'm sure he would love to go kill this one, too. Yeah, and as you mentioned, this is the last time these teams will play for a little while. After a long streak of playing each other, uh, they're not on each other's schedules. Uh, the next couple of seasons, I think twenty twenty six is the next time they uh, they meet, and that's that's too bad. You know, a border a border state, but you can only have so many protected rivals. If you're going to have an eighteen team conference, you're going to give up some of these things. And uh, and Iowa's already got uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota and Nebraska, and and so Illinois wasn't yeah. one of them. And and that's that's it's too bad because this has, although not been a, a real even series of late. It's been a good rivalry, I think, uh, over the you know course of it. Oh, and then you have Illinois hire a guy from there. Makes adds to it a lot. So, yeah, I think it's been a very good series over the years. And, obviously, it's going to be disappointing not to go up there every couple of years because I've got to get my wig and pants. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll, just, I'll just have to go there anyway. I just yeah. make a reason. I'm for going basketball season and go there. So, that's fine. Because I know there's people in basketball. So, that part's good. But you're right. It's going to be kind of weird not to have that, but I, I sort of get it. I look at the schedule next year, both for Iowa and for Illinois. It's like, wow, I'll look at all the great teams on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Play Oregon and play Washington and play Southern Cal. It's just a great deal. So I, I, as all as disappointed as it is not to play all these regular games, it's still kind of cool what's coming. He is Bob Asmussen. You can check out his work at the Champagne News Gazette and IlliniHQ.com. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Bob Asmussen. Bob, as always, man, thank you for the time. Enjoy the Wigan Pen. Enjoy Iowa City and Kinnick Stadium, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. All right, there it is. A lot of question marks about this game. Uh, obviously, the Cooper DeGene news, uh, not good and uh, not official, at least as of the recording of this. It'll be interesting to see what Kirk says about that, if anything, on his radio show tonight on Hawk, uh, Hawk the Hawkeye Radio Network, Hawk Talk. Um, we probably won't get official word until, if he doesn't say anything tonight, until Saturday, a couple hours before the game. And then from Bob's point of view, I mean, it seems like Paddock is the guy. He'd be the first guy to ever throw for 500 yards and not start the next week. And so will we see both quarterbacks? Which one will we see? What does Brett Bielema have up his sleeve uh, to come into Iowa uh, and that 20-plus year 
drought of wins in Kinnick Stadium and put themselves in position to not just take the Big Ten West Championship away from Iowa, but put it in their own pocket uh, at some point. It'll be an interesting game, hopefully an exciting game. Uh, We'll talk about it more. We'll have it covered from all angles at HawkeyeNation.com. I will discuss it more with Joe Schmuck on the Hawkeye Nation radio show on KXNO in Des Moines and here on the Hawkeye Nation podcast network on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening, and go Hawks!